the only thing I I felt was anger about Biden's behavior. Doctor, you were right. It, it helped my voice, but I, I don't like how, how this affected my life. I would like to get my, my two balls put back into my body. All right. Here we are back together again. Moritz Badshader and Jordan Prince together again. Batman and Robin to save the day. Boop, 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 boop. That's not totally true because, because sadly we are not together physically. Yeah, that's true. Not physically together, but in spirit. And I think that's good enough. You know? That's yeah. Close enough. That is good enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, we have like, I mean, I guess everyone in the world kind of does, but we 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 have like the smallest kind of COVID scare, like somebody was at a place where somebody was tested for maybe positive. And so, you know, everything is just like connected through other people. So it's just safer that we, you know, do an episode, you know, from our homes. But now we have a concrete case here, especially what I wanted to tell, t- tell you, Tony definitely has to do a two week quarantine now. She definitely has to do it. Yeah, even if her test tomorrow will be negative, she has to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't know if you were comfortable naming names, but yeah. So your your girlfriend was at an event. Yeah. Right, where someone tested. So she gets she gets her results tomorrow, or she should get the result tomorrow. So the I'll ask her later about it, but I think this should be fine because it's a situation that happens day by day this year right. everywhere. Um, she's been um on an event. Which has been kind of a season kickoff of a local volleyball team who mm-hmm. started a partnership with M94.5, the station. And she was there as a representative of the station. And now today they found out that one person who was at this event, and were, it, there were like 40 people, um, mm-hmm. was positive. Okay. And now okay. the... the, the <clears throat> Health, what do you call it in English? Health office? I don't know. Um, yeah, like the health center or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, said that everybody who has been there has to do a two-week quarantine. Okay. Which is kind of ironic because it wasn't, the, the whole actual volleyball team was there and they wanted to kick off their season and now they yeah. cannot start the season because the players have to be in quarantine. Oh man, that's <laughs> so crazy. That, yeah, that sucks, man. And is is Tony, um, is she scared about maybe having it? Or how does she feel? Um, by the way, cheers. I just opened the beer. Cheers, man. Um, as far as I got it, um, she's not too scared about having it, but more rather what she will miss in that time yeah she has to stay home because she had big plans and things that would bring her further etc yeah that really sucks and and because you're living together now like what does that mean for you do you think that is the funny thing because she asked the woman from the health center who called her and said you got to do this two-week quarantine um regardless of her the outcome of her test i but I do not have to do the quarantine, which is super weird. I guess I, I will do it because um, it w- would not make any sense if I'm not doing it. Right. But by law, I would not have to. 
That's so strange because it may, it may because I am one 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 um, piece further in the in the chain. Like you're one that's, degree further away. Yeah. Okay. That's what they say, but I think I think it's super weird because if she is a risk and she's my partner, we live together. Yeah. Then obviously I would be a risk as well. That's what I thought too. Yeah. I mean, you the see chances each other would every be, day. Exactly. The chances um, probably are super, super tiny that I would not get it if she had it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the reason why I, um, you know, that's exactly the reason why I didn't want to maybe do the show together tonight because maybe, yeah. maybe through her, then you have it. And then if I were to get it, then I could pass it along. So it's just, yeah, it's just safer to do it like this. But so, but you're, you don't have to quarantine, but you are choosing to. Um, if, if it's, if it's true that, that, yeah. If, I've, if it's positive, you mean? If it's, if it's positive, yeah. Would you, uh, would you then get a test or would you just quarantine? I would just quarantine. Okay. I would guess. Um, and it's, it's a weird situation because, um, what do I do if the test is negative, but she has to do the quarantine and. Right. I do not have to. It's super weird. Then I it's guess super you're just, weird. I guess you're going to be the grocery runner for a while. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's true. That, that that's the thing. If the test is positive, I that's that, that's the only. I, I guess as far as I see it, yeah. and what I think I will do, that's the only difference. Will I be the guy getting the groceries, right? Or will I um, be stuck here as well? And then Lee Ferrando <laughs> is going to get a lot of money this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Dang. Yeah, that's really crazy. Uh, yeah. uh, this is the second instance where I knew someone personally who was like close to an instance where they were like at an event with somebody who did test positive yeah. and then they were worried and this, we canceled some, you know, some things together and yeah, it can be really freaky. Yeah. And that's ba basically the reason why we're not together. But I thought about doing a classy Donald move. <laughs> getting into an Uber and riding up and down in front of your in front of your apartment <laughs> to show my face to my fans. That's funny. I was about to make a, a my own Donald Trump joke. I was going to say like, well, Bam. if you were if you were concerned that she was having an affair with him, I guess it's confirmed. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> did you see this? Um, did you see this um, audio that was released from Melania when she was complaining about? Um, about Christmas. Yeah. And in the same one, it, she says like, she says, you know, she's annoyed that she has to do all the Christmas decorations. She doesn't want to do it. And then someone says, and she's like, and then they, they ask me about uh, the children being separated at the border. And I say, give me a fucking break. You remember this? Did you see that? I only heard that part about Christmas because I, I, um, I guess it was a meme or something where they had it embedded. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same audio, so you can find it on YouTube. But it's like, okay, yeah, she complains about Christmas, and then she's in this flustered, you know, kind of rant, and she complains that it, you know, while she's doing this, people complain to her about the children, and she's like, just give me a break already, you know. And that's that's so crazy. Like I, I knew that he was over the rails, insane, but I. I didn't really know that she was just as bad. I kind of assumed that she was playing the marriage full time as a business because, I mean, it is a business. That marriage is totally, you know, like an, an agreed upon 
financial yeah. benefit for her, you know? I don't think they have There's ever no love, you know? spent one one evening, one night in the within the same building, <laughs> I no. would guess. I mean, remember where when, the, he, when he Where first, there were no yeah. events... Official events. Yeah, I mean, every, you, know, you noticed when he when he first got elected in, she was staying at a different, like a different uh, city or something than him. Yeah, she was staying in Trump Tower or something, and it's really. Did you crazy. see those those um, those those videos with the super zoom um, on what happened after the debate when the the wives of Donald Trump and um, Joe Biden came on stage? Uh, I don't think so. I know that that Joe and her. Uh, hugged, and then uh, Trump had this face that he was kind of yeah. Like Trump, Trump Trump pulled pulled <laughs> Melania's arm like we gotta do it as well, and she and she straightforward rushes it back and uh, says enough. Just the, the move of her uh, pushing yeah. his arm back. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, she kind of swats him away. Like get your filthy fucking greasy hands off me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really wild, man. Yeah, I did see that. It's unbelievable that this is our president and. Did you see, what did you think, like, you're working in media, what did you think about the debate? Or I guess it's kind of unbearable to watch in general, but... Um, I... Or what did you think about it as a German? That's more okay. interesting. Um, as a German, okay. I, I I don't know if that makes us uh, a special point itself. Whatever. Well, you I know, didn't just see, not I didn't being see, an American, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't see the, the whole thing... Yeah, um, I couldn't watch the whole thing either. I watched clips because after five minutes, I, I wanted to blow my brains out. Yeah, I skipped through it, um, <laughs> and I saw the highlight reel. Yeah, and the only thing I really thought about, or the only thing I I felt was anger about Biden's behavior. His behavior. Yes. Why? Because I thought, okay, the dumbest thing he could have done is to lead this debate on Donald Trump's level. And you to, think you think he played it on Trump's level? Yeah, and 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 I think that's the dumbest thing he could have done to 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 go into this debate and um have arguments with him on his childish, weird level of arguments. You know what I mean? There were like de this, there were definitely this shut up. The, the, yeah. This one sentence, shut up, man. The shut up, man. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's gonna Ob be obviously now. Obviously, <clears throat> I feel for for from my point of view that he he's right, etc. But of I course. still think it is super dumb regarding the election, the upcoming election, right? It's to, frustrating. I'm to I, play that yeah. game, yeah, because then you you're still leaving um, Donald Trump in the lead because he's the master of this game. He's he's the master of that particular game. It would have been exactly. interesting to see Biden try and play a different one. But I also yeah. wonder. I mean, you also saw the moderator got ran over by Trump's tactics, and I wonder, like, is it possible in a situation like that to even play a different game, or do you just have to? Like, could could Biden have approached it another way? What if he had just been very calm and mature the entire time, but then he would have said, like, 30% less than what he said? Yeah. You know, Trump would have just talked talked over the... the I mean, he talked over the whole thing anyway, but he would have done even more so 
I wonder if if Biden hadn't stuck up for himself a few times. He called him a clown, told him to shut up. I wonder if I could even keep my cool in that kind of environment yeah, because that, Trump is that, so irritating. He's so irritating, you know? That's the that's the the thing. I wonder um, if I, I wonder how, you know, I don't know if I could keep my cool either with some this this like child that's barking over professional you know like professional and important questions about the future of the nation no like that i mean it's it was i like you would think because saturday night live just did a like the bit with you know alec baldwin and jim carrey playing trump and biden but i don't even think it was as I don't know, as real as funny as reality is, because you can't even you can't mock this. It's so it's so it's I don't know, it's it's I don't know, stranger than fiction, as they say. No. But I gotta admit, because um regarding that I have not seen the whole thing, um Yeah. Might be something that affects um, my point of view, where I, where I see it like, okay, why did Joe Biden um, did it that way? Because I didn't see the whole thing, and maybe didn't see everything um, Biden had to had to go through. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also gotta admit that I. <laughs> It would. It was easier for me to to think that way because I still don't. As someone who, who's not from from this, I still the way I think that um, Biden um, went in or did this um, debate with the dumbest possible approach. <laughs> I th- also think Biden is the the worst candidate for this election the Democrats could have picked. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's just a whole different, that's a whole different conversation. I th- and, uh, yeah, I, but know, I like, think for, he, for, he is, he is not my first choice, of course. Yeah. And for my opinion, I think that that plays a big, a big role. I think it's kind of interesting that he chose Kamala Harris because I'm curious. I think the opinion is split on her as well, but I honestly don't know why. I don't have enough information. I haven't done enough research to understand why the opinion is, from from what I understand, also kind of split on her as not only a vice presidential candidate, but also why she was shut down as a presidential candidate. And I'm curious, man, if I I don't have a lot of faith that Biden will win this election. I mean, Trump has... Trump has ruined every single thing that you can name, basically, worldwide in four years. Pretty he's done a pretty amazing he's done a pretty pretty terrific, pretty amazing, incredible, superior job at ruining every single thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure how much else or you know what else he can ruin and how far he can take it, but I, I'm I also just don't have a lot of faith that someone like Joe Biden can, can win. I mean, he's, he's, you know, this idea that he's old and fragile. I don't think he's so fragile, but he is very old. And I, I just kind of wish we would have had someone younger, you know, I didn't get what the issue would have been with someone like Pete Buttigieg or, yeah, you know, I really liked him. And I, and also I, I, I don't know too much about 
the things people are arguing about against Kamala Harris, but I also liked her a lot in the in the early debates when she would when she was confronting Joe Biden about his previous stands on things. Um, I, I think you know again missing a lot of information about what people disagree about with her. I do, upon first impressions, think that she would be a cool president. Like she would be a no. good. Pre- I think president. I think America needs um, a female leader. Um, and I do think that's, that's overdue, but that's, that's also another topic. But, um, yeah, Joe Biden not being my first choice at all. I still think that, you know, he's, he's more center left. He's not as extreme and, and as progressive. I'm using air quotes here as people believed Bernie Sanders is. I mean, by America's standards, Bernie Sanders is this wild, crazy socialist guy who's gonna like, yeah. you know, he has these pipe. But it doesn't take much in the states to be to be a socialist. It's dude. They called Obama a socialist. It's it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like that's so silly when you see um, what's been accomplished over hundreds of years in Europe, as opposed to how extremely, yeah. extremely conservative. Uh, even democratic politics are in America. It's really absurd. Um, but I think despite Joe Biden not being my first choice, it's still just not Trump. That's the thing. But you don't you don't believe that um that he'll Biden win has a chance chance to win it? I you know, I had a conversation a few months ago um with someone, I can't remember right now, but someone who had like a family member who was in the highest, um, like one of the higher levels of German politics. I don't know if someone, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know the equivalent of like a, a mayor maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe a mayor's assistant or something. And they had a conversation with them maybe a year ago about the potential for Trump's reelection. And they said that in their, Many years of political science education and historical education and experience within the field that they believe someone with his kind of manipulating way and fear mongering, which is his strongest ability, I think, really making people afraid of things that aren't the problem and twisting the truth in such an overzealous way that they believe he's the only one who can give the real honest answers, that he has a kind of power Uh, in the same way that many, many other previous dictators and fascists have had, where people find a kind of messiah essence in him, that he's this fresh perspective in government and that he's going to bring this, you know, strength to the country. And even though his polls are really down right now, his polls were also really down before, before, his before first the first election. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And because America has this bogus system with the Electoral College and doesn't believe in the popular vote, which is already, again, you could make an entire podcast about why that's a bad idea. I think one person should count as one vote. Um, yeah, I think he has some sort of power. And he's also, he's also not so private about how he intends to manipulate the election. I mean, he, his biggest thing that I argue about a lot is that he is, he is um, preaching that mail-in ballots are going to be a main source of fraud in the election. 
And all of these things that he's spitting out, even things that he dumped out in the debate about ballots being left in rivers and ditches and stuff, all of that is is a lie. All of that is 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 false. It's not true. And it's so easy for people under his, I don't know, under his guidance or in his shadow in a way to just hear that on a big national debate like that and take it for granted and not do any research and just believe that their president's being truthful with them. And I think you can't put a price on that kind of belief. You know, it's the same, it's the, I mean, I mean, I hate to use the most obvious example, but it is the same kind of thing that Hitler was doing where he was he kind of, he was making the media out to be liars so that his propaganda was the forefront knowledge to his followers. You know? Yeah. And I, th- I just think he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got uh, uh, reelected. I, I hope so much, even though Joe Biden is not my favorite, I hope he gets elected. I really, really honestly do. I'd much rather have him than Donald Trump, but I really don't know. But what do you think would happen if um, Trump gets elected again? Because I could imagine the US could see a civil war during a second legislature. You know, I've I've had that conversation a lot recently. I also wonder about a about a you know a version of a civil war if there's going to be um, you know more riots, more marching. And then which inevitably leads to, you know, occasional looting and um, which I don't want to use looting as like a purist example of, of, of bad behavior because given certain, certain, what's the right word I'm thinking of? Like when there's a certain purpose behind a, a particular kind of riot, then I believe breaking down the establishments can benefit and even support particular messages. I don't believe that's always the wrong thing to do. But uh, yeah. but I do think but I do think that there are a lot of opportunities for there to be a, a particular kind of civil war, whatever that might look like. Um if he's reelected. So I, I completely agree. That's I don't I don't know how, how it, I don't know how it can get Like that would be the next level. How can it get much worse? Like, how can you get worse than? I mean, I, I don't. It would it would take hours to list every awful thing he's done since he started. But like, how no. can you? How can you deny a like a? How can you make a scientific pandemic into a political issue and convince millions of people to not wear a mask so that you have a thousand people dying every day? You have millions of people infected and then it comes out that you knew about it and you knew how dangerous it was and back in February and you chose to do nothing about it. And now you have people who are like shoving wask, uh, shoving mask wearers in the street and calling them faggots and telling them, telling them that like their uh, country is going to be full of pussies because of people like this. And you know, you, you see these videos and you see, you hear this language and you're like, how can, how can protecting other people by wearing a piece of cloth on your face be a political issue. And I don't know how much worse it can actually get when you've done, when you've created that. Because for me, that's such an innocent 
fact, like such an innocent thing to follow, like just wash your hands is, 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 has become a political issue. So I, I think a civil war would be the inevitable next, you know, maybe a couple steps away, but that would be the thing he's leading to because it can't, yeah. it just can't get much worse than that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And, um, one thing where I always um, get to point in this um, discussion about your elections over there, where I always <laughs> um, have to stop, is any form of predictions on what could happen and um, concrete thoughts about what needs to happen and which states need to vote what way for a certain outcome because i i gotta admit to this day i do not understand the american election system of course i mean why would you it has this ridiculous ridiculous system that is so easily and very highly studied rigging it has it's like it's it's the electoral could college. You, 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 you're American. Um, could you break it down super easy for people who really just might not know the, why there why there could be issues with this system? Okay, so the easiest way that I can break down what the electoral college is trying to do is what it's let's let's say that it's com a completely honest and fair system, right? So I in in an ideal world. What the Electoral College is trying to do is it is saying, let's segment, like separate, draw lines around certain areas of the states. And let's say that, um, you know, how, the, you know, dealing with the, regarding the population of each state, they have um, certain representatives for these lined out areas of each state. And they say, okay, this section of this state has, um, I'm just throwing random numbers here, but let's, yeah. let's say that this area of this state has, uh, you know, 100,000 people. Then um, we're going to list, you know, by, by voting or by, um, by some system, two representatives that cast a vote for that region. So you have, you know, 100,000 people and maybe depending how the lines are drawn and where they're allowed to vote depending on where those lines are drawn because that also dictates where you're supposed to go if your county voting booth is, you know, 20 miles, whatever, east of where your job is, then you have to do all this and that. Anyway, basically, depending where these lines are drawn, these very arbitrary drawing, uh, lines are drawn, then you have representatives that you know, literally represent your vote. So in all of these states put together, instead of having, you know, 320 million votes, you have these kind of arbitrary numbers that are taking place of a representative that represent X amount of votes, which is kind of a dumb system because, um, and it's been proven over and over and over again, how these, arbitrary lines that segment different parts of the country are oftentimes shifted and moved and negotiated 
to influence certain people to vote a certain way or to limit certain people from being able to vote a certain way. And they kind of pressure and trick, of course, a lot of underprivileged, undereducated, and poor people and a lot of minorities into being put into a certain corner where maybe their representation counts as less or maybe they're, it's called, there's also a great term called gerrymandering, which is the rigging of that line where they can say, you know, X amount of people live here on the left hemisphere and X amount of people lived here on the right hemisphere. But they, maybe they have more people on this side, they're going to vote the way they want and less people on this side. So they're going to draw that line draw a wider curve around the side that they want so that the representation is less on the ones they don't. It's really a not, really, really not a fair system. And it's, This basically means that the political party that is in charge before an election always has the power to do this. That's, that's, a, that's a definitely a more complicated question because I'm not sure how how layered that power is, but it does happen a lot and often. And sometimes you have kind of miracles where such a huge majority of people come out and, and register newly as 18-year-olds to vote because there's like a, a, mo a momentum or like kind of a, a revolution. Um, for example, when Barack Obama got elected, It yeah. was such the, such an awarding, great feeling of accomplishment from the youth and from the minorities in America because I think, I don't know how many millions of people registered to vote for the first time because they saw a problem happening and they saw a chance for representation and they came out of the woodwork to, to make it happen despite these limitations. But more often than not, the people who were chosen as as presidential candidates are all based on super PACs and they're all based on money and they're all based on what might benefit the higher class of people. Maybe it won't lose them too much money either way. And then electoral college is this really bogus system of representation yeah. as opposed to what I guess you guys have here, what we should have, which is the popular vote. One vote counts as this. Yeah. Because that's, that's the, the point where I always get struck. Um, understanding who by which legitimation legitimation like legitimacy legitimacy that's the word um who by which legitimacy <laughs> medicine I, I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm sorry that i laugh but it's it's uh, like what, it's what, what, are you, what are you what are you trying to ask like, like i i i always um lose it at that point where I cannot understand who and how and by... Um, like who's legitimate or who's not legitimate? Who's le legitimate to, to do something to those, we call it lines, like to, to move those districts, etc. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the exactly. point that yeah. I don't get because um, I always thought, okay, those are, those are fixed... And um, right. that's what I would guess, just like um, you vote K 
candidates from your district in uh, right. uh, in Germany, but those districts don't change. Here, here is a here is an uh, a great definition of gerrymandering. So gerrymandering is a practice intended to establish an unfair political advantage for a particular party or group by manipulating district boundaries, which is most commonly used in first-past-the-post first electoral systems. First-past-the-post is a little bit kind of a complicated term. Um yeah, actually, there's the terms are called like cracking, cracking and packing. You know, like no, nope. that's pretty clear. Like cracking certain areas, packing others into a pocket that you want. Um, the U.S. Supreme Court um, affirmed in 1995 in a case called Miller versus Johnson that racial gerrymandering, which happens a lot, is a violation of constitutional rights and upheld decisions against redistricting. Re- Districting when ninety five in ninety five Miller versus Johnson uh, upheld decisions against redistrict redistricting that is purposefully devised based on race. Right, so they're saying that this is um, racial gerrymandering is a violation of constitutional rights. Yeah, but um, I want to see here U- U.S. Supreme Court case concerning affirmative gerrymandering, racial gerrymandering. Okay, so that was, yeah, Miller versus Johnson in 1995. But it is a really, really common problem. And actually, there's a, there's a great, I don't know if you know the Explained uh, videos, the, like the channel Explained. Yeah, yeah. They have a great video on it. I'm going to put this down, actually. And there's a fantastic John Oliver about that. I'm going to put nice. that down. Jerry nice, nice. video yeah. link. But to, to, yeah. to get back to to on um what could happen during this election. Yeah. We should also not forget that this would not be or we don't know what happens, but right. um there has been forms of of manipulation and um of elections before. Like it was Bush versus Gore with this um Voters recount was it recount. Oh the yeah, the, the like the famous Florida yeah, in recount. Florida, yeah, two thousand, I guess. Two th- yeah, two thousand. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like this, um, and I'm um, super curious what will come out with um, with um, votes by mail, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. I mean, Trump is basically come out and said that if the election does not go in his favor, that he will question, like he's already admitted that he will question the legitimacy of that count and will probably find a way to challenge it somehow. And that's why he's right now campaigning the delegitimacy of mail-in ballots, which the, the, (laughs) the, the level of fraud that has actually been accounted for in mail-in ballots is extremely, extremely low. I want to go as far as to say somewhere around 1% or less. It's just, especially right now, because we, you know what he knows, what he realizes right now is that it's, 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 it's the pandemic and a lot of people are stuck at home. 
Yeah. And it, and it makes more sense to not wait in line for seven, sometimes 12 hours, which is a true story that was accounted for. 12 hours. Yes. Yes. Watch Standing the most, in line yeah. for an election. The most recent John Oliver came out this most recent Sunday. So I saw the video on Monday morning. It's about the U.S. elections and you should watch it because it's about people and how they, how they're, you know, put in these positions to, they have to wait so long. And I think, I think that what he's trying to do is to decrease the amount of people who are allowed to vote from home, who maybe have illnesses, disabilities, are sick from COVID or put out of their work because he believes that if more people are allowed to vote from wherever they are and they don't have to drive in, take off work, take their kids with them, wait in line, um, that, that they're more likely to have less voters on the Democratic side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's like such an obvious, open pile of bullshit. It's so obvious and it's so disgusting. And I, it really bothers me that that isn't something that is so easily just shoved to the side. Like, okay, man, you're a joke. That's really wrong. That's, that's, you know, murdering democracy. That's against everything this country stands for. That is like, that is the most anti-American idea I've ever heard. And I don't know how it is becoming like the main agenda of our president. I just no. don't get it. I just don't get it. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I guess that's, that's really all I can, that's really all I can say about that one. But we can, we can move on to something nicer, which is that right now until I think, so this comes out Thursday, so it would be tomorrow for the listeners, but I think until Friday, I have a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you sucker, and I'm not allowed to leave the house. <laughs> Fuck you. I was going to surprise you. I was going to bring it tonight. <laughs> no! <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's the best ever. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> I don't want to like throw it in your face, but I, I, I've never you already did. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. It, <laughs> it's so cool, man. Um, so my friend Ben, he went out of town um, for uh, for the week, and he he he's just on bought, a houseboat. That's right. Instagram. That's so right. amazing. He's on this really cool houseboat uh, with his fiance, and he we were talking with them. We had dinner with them, I think, last week. And, um, or maybe like last, yeah, it's Tuesday or something. And he said, um, Hey man, like I'm going to go out of town. I just got this Nintendo switch. I have a few games. I don't know if you're curious if you like, if you want to borrow it, we're not going to bring it with us. And my first thought was like, you're crazy. Of course you should bring it with you. (laughs) (laughs) But I said, yeah, of course that'd be great. So I was, you know, I've been kind of thinking about for the past uh, year or so if I should really put the money down and like invest in like a like a PS4 or now there's going to be a PS5, which is apparently amazing. Or, or a new Xbox, which or will a be new better. Xbox. I thought about that. Yeah. Oh, you're an Xbox guy, huh? Um, not really, but I, I, the 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 latest um gaming device I own is a PlayStation Three. And I also recently, since I have a living room now, right? Um, about uh, buying a console, um, and it's, and then I I saw the the key facts about the PS5 
and the Xbox. Um, and the Xbox offers way more for the same price. That's only the thing. Yeah. In terms of, of, of specs. Yeah, that's the thing too, is like I really have to decide. Like, like long story short, I'm borrowing this for the week and the games are really cool and I really enjoy it and I love playing, you know, you can play it on the projector, you can have it handheld, two-player all the time. It's very cool. But I really have to decide, like, I'm pretty sure I, I need to get a gaming console this year. And I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of torn if I should get the Nintendo Switch, which is more arcade-based games, or if I should, you know, really double down and maybe get, yeah, one of these new playstations or xboxes because the thing is my favorite kind of games are these you know single player adventure games like unfortunately i've never had the pleasure of playing red dead red dead redemption i got it here you got it there see my favorite game kind of is like these open world like you know like rockstar so they you know grand theft auto or assassin's creed or something or assassin's creed like just you know single player and you know, having these missions and like Splinter Cell and these adventure games. And I think that's super fun. I love, I love Mario games, but I wonder if the Switch is a bit limited. Are you a Zelda guy? I was, when I had the GameCube about 10 or 12 years ago, I had the GameCube and I was, I was into Zelda and I was into like Donkey Kong Adventures. I also have a GameCube here, by the way. Oh man! Do you have Super Mario Sunshine? Um, no, I got a Super. Uh, got Mario Kart Double Dash, Smash oh, Bros, nice. Smash Mario Brothers. Party, oh, yes. Um, SSX on tour. This crazy uh, snowboarding game and Digimon. Oh yeah, right. And Zelda, I guess. I, I have to look it up. Those are some. Uh, we gotta play GameCube when I come over next time. That was my favorite yes, console so. ever. The controllers are so comfortable. <laughs> it's it's great no but um i also thought about um buying the switch because um i always was more like a nintendo guy yeah um and for many games i um i'm, I'm not a gamer because um i lose interest too fast like, right. I like played, the big games, like the long games. Yeah, like like um I realized when I when I because I had a I had no TV for a longer time now because mine was broken and it didn't um it was too old to easily get it fixed. And then I didn't buy a new one because I knew my girlfriend was um about to move in here with me and she has a TV. And so this TV is here since last Thursday or Friday, and I set it up. And I also set up um, the the PS3 for the first time in I don't know a year or so. And yeah. I started GTA Five and Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto. And the thing is, I really loved um, Grand Theft Auto Three. San Andreas 4, yeah. um, even GTA 2. Have you ever played it? You can download it for free from the internet. What? You can download it for free now? Grand Theft Auto 2. It's still from, um, from a bird's perspective. 
the whole game, but it's super fun to play. Oh, no, but wow. the thing is, I, I really loved most of the, the Grand Theft Auto games. But um, GTA V, when I when don't find a mission I like, within the first two minutes in the game, it's too much and I lose interest and I stop it. Really? I used to just drive around like for an hour. Yeah, but I did that for years. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like... It does get old, uh, yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, you try to get like all five stars and have like the tanks and helicopters come yeah. you? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just too impatient for most games. Uh, so maybe Nintendo is really your thing because it's way more yeah. arcade style. Mario exactly. comes, in, comes in short bursts. You have like single player missions. Exactly. Very, very clear objectives. Like the games that came with the Switch that Ben bought. Um, so right now is Mario Kart 8, which is very cool. The The maps are really fun. And then they have, um, he has Super Mario Maker 2. Do you know that Ooh, one? that's amazing. You know that game? It's basically like the name says, you can build your own Mario Worlds. Yes, I'm da, showing, da, 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 showing you da. the card. Um, yeah, basically, see, the crazy, crazy cool thing about this game is, yes, you can build your own, but there's also story mode, which is a, mm. a normal big Mario world with him nice. and Luigi, and you you take different jobs, and each job is like a mission, and the missions take place in either very old 1980s Mario version Nice. Or they take place in like modern day, hyper 3D, super colorful, beautiful Mario world. Nice. And, every, and everything in between, Paper Mario, Game Boy Mario, like every single... So you just take a mission yeah. like to get points to like build this castle or whatever. And each mission, can, you can just be placed into a different version of Mario from even before you were born. And it's really nice. cool. And the third thing really great about it is there's just level mode where you can go into the internet on this platform of like just the just the just the just the maps or whatever and there's just you know probably hundreds of thousands of player created levels from all around the world and some of them are really unique things i've never seen before they are challenging or they're really easy and uh, you can go online and watch people playing them and stuff and i'm really into it right now nice and that's really cool. Oh, actually, reminding me of um, of the of, of talking about games. Uh, I'm gonna get this card. I want to talk about our special gift we got this week. Hold on. Ooh. And he's back. <laughs> All right. Um, so I want to give a very, very special thank you to Moritz Binda. He's, um, a good friend of mine and the biggest fan of this podcast, Moritz. I know that you're listening and I want to say thank you so much, uh, for me and Mo. Um, we are so thankful that you, that you listen to every episode and we really appreciate that you've been a supporter from the very beginning and it really means a lot. Um, so Mo, uh, I know that we're not together tonight, unfortunately, so I'll just give you a little rundown of the card. Uh, the cover says 39 episodes are over now, baby blue in reference to our ending, our ending song. Uh, cause this is our 40th episode, which whoop, is, pr- whoop, which is whoop, pretty cool. Um, some, some of the card I feel is a little personal, so I'll just skip over a little bit, but basically it says, 
hey, Jordan, hey, Mo, this round is on me. He gave us this card, and he also gave us a very nice uh, gin and tonic to... And now you dickhead are sitting there alone drinking the gin and playing <laughs> Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm just having a glass because I got too anxious, but <laughs> most of it's going to be for us. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> um, this is, uh, but I really I got too excited because it's such a nice thing. Um, he says, tonight you're recording your 40th episode and I think it's time to say thank you. Every week I'm really looking forward to plug in my earphones and listen to your newest conversation. And he goes on about what it means to him and how much he likes it. And, um, and the cool thing is here at the bottom, he told us a, l- a few facts. He goes, just think about it. You've recorded 2,861 minutes. Did he count is, it? He did, which is 47.68 hours or 1.98 days. We've had this show for almost two, two days. days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, uh, please never stop. And I hope someday a company with a lot of money will sponsor your show so that you can do two episodes a week. Enjoy the gin. And he's, and then I think this last note's for you. He goes, P.S., even though I strictly disagree on the Metallica thing. I didn't get that. Did I, I, <laughs> I, I think I, at some point I said something mean about Metallica. And, I think, yeah, a few episodes ago. Um, and I got a P.P.S. I don't regret it. But <laughs> thank you so, so much. What it's been that we've never met, but you, um, you get a great name. And you yeah. seem to be an amazing guy, and it's so, so sweet, and my heart melted today when I read this. It's so nice, and we really appreciate it. And uh, I, I actually, I saw Moritz earlier today, so I told him that I would tell him one joke, and then I would save the second joke for the show, so he had to listen to it. So, as promised... <laughs> Where did you get those from? I heard one... I actually heard both of them on two different podcasts <laughs> uh, <laughs> since since the last episode that we did. So um, the first joke I'm going to tell again because he heard this one today, uh, but you haven't heard it yet. So this is a really good joke. A guy walks into an office building for a job interview. He sits down with his boss across the desk and the boss is looking through his resume. And he says, well, sir, uh, everything here looks good, but what would you say is your biggest weakness? And the guy says, well, to be honest, I guess my biggest weakness is that I'm, I'm, I'm too honest. And then the boss goes, well, I don't think that being too honest is an issue here at, at this firm. And the guy goes, well, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke man Come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah 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 i love that one i love that one and then and then the the, the new joke that uh Morris has not heard yet is uh <laughs> it's so stupid i heard this today so a guy goes to the doctor and he says um hey doctor you have to help me um you know, I have four testicles, but I'm pretty sure that it's that it's affecting my voice. The doctor goes, "Well, you know, we have a surgery for that. We can we can remove the two extra balls." And you know, I'm not sure how this will affect other parts of your life yet, but if you're willing to be the, you know, the experiment here, I'm sure it will fix your voice. He says, "Okay, doctor. I want to I want to try it. I need to get I need to fix my voice." So the guy goes through with the surgery, 
And a few weeks later, he comes back to the doctor and he says, doctor, you were right. It, it helped my voice, but I, I don't like how, how this affected my life. I would like to get my, my two balls put back into my body. And the doctor goes, I'm sorry, man, I can't help you. <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> That's good, right? So dumb, but so good. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Okay, let me take a small pee-pee break. I'm going to leave this recording. I'll be right back. Yes, sir. back in the game all right all right all right oh man i um yeah i uh asked you to watch a movie for this week but it did not work out because we did not have the appropriate subtitles i think i'm gonna take the fault for that one actually because i thought i thought i had embedded the subtitles into the file but maybe i did not there were no subtitles and there was no extra file with it um and but i but um you don't have to take um all of the not on you because um i looked it up and you already um actually texted me that it could be that that there are no subtitles and that i didn't think about this and just thought okay this is a movie with subtitles on it ah uh, okay okay um yeah so i watched the first um Five minutes and uh, <laughs> you kept expecting there to be subtitles later yeah. or something. <laughs> and then I skipped through the whole thing and was like, okay, there are no subtitles and I don't know any Korean. No, man, that sucks. Yeah, we have to, uh, we'll have to fix that one. But, you know, we were talking earlier today about maybe setting up a special Halloween episode. That would be awesome. What do you think about that? If we, if we take, you know, you had this great idea that we, you know, do a Halloween movie uh, together and, you know, kind of take some clips from us, our our, re- our reactions to the movie and maybe, you know, it doesn't have to be like a full, uh, it would not be like a big film podcast or something, but it would be like a segment of a holiday episode where maybe we tell some, you know, some of our favorite scary stories, like maybe from German folklore, stuff that you were told when you were a kid or some scary things you went through in Germany or like some scary stories from my like American um, movies I watched when I was a kid and stuff. And it could be like a cool Halloween special. That could be awesome. Did you ever celebrate Halloween as a kid? Uh, yes. <laughs> there, uh, you did? There's at least one funny story. Um, yeah, it is a it is a thing that um, kids. Um, so, first of all, Halloween um, is a thing in Germany, but it's not totally like the um, English or American Halloween, um, because it it's not like you have costumes party where people would dress up as anybody or anything, but the, the, the topic is only horror stuff. 
So that's the first. Oh, so um, it's just it's just like as gothic and bloody, yeah, as, exactly. you, as you can get. You you would not go to a Halloween party dressed up as I don't know, um, a sexy bumblebee. Yeah, Hillary Clinton <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, oh I, see, I see. So it's not just like it's not just dressing up. Yeah. It's we only got a, we to, got a, to we be got scary. A, a separate um, occasion for that one. You know it, Carnival. Um, oh, right, that makes sense. <laughs> but that, I think that is kind of uh, that is kind of German to like to separate things yeah, yeah, and yeah. Put, put, put them into their own specific little categories because it's one o- occasion more people could get totally shit faced and everyone is fine with it but no <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> halloween is mostly um a thing with kids and munich is a kind of german halloween hotspot um i once did a piece about this uh, for the radio station I, and i don't exactly remember why it is that way but munich is as far as I remember, the city where um, the percentage of people um, celebrating Halloween is the highest in Germany. Wait, the percentage of people celebrating Halloween in Europe is in, in Germany? Germany. Oh, in Munich. Yeah. The percentage of yeah. people <laughs> celebrating um, Halloween is the highest in Munich compared to other German Cities. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Something I mean, that like makes that. sense. Makes sense because I'm in Munich. <laughs> yeah. You know? And um, so, yeah, but <laughs> to get back to that point, and as a kid, I did it and it's just like, okay, the whole thing is kids meet for kind of a kid's party and there's, I don't know, pie and fancy soft drinks that look like blood or whatever. Yeah. And kids go out and play trick or treat. Um, süßes oder saures, that's what they call it in right, Germany. I wanted to bring right. up a, a category for um, for a radio show called Süßes oder Sanitizer. Corona oh, edition. God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> okay. No, but I did, I, I, did, I did play Trick or Treat with some friends when I was, I don't know, six years to eight years or five to seven, something like that. So two or three times. And Are there I people... Remember, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to ask: Are there are there families in Oberstdorf that you know leave the porch light on and you, you ring the bell in costume and they give you candy? Yeah, but there are also people that open their door and get really angry and shout at you, shout at you as little kids like, "This is Bavaria. We don't celebrate this American bullshit here. Fuck off!" <laughs> now that is welcoming, <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that is what you would have imagined. Um, that might have been what I would imagine if I had never moved to Germany or visited Germany ever. Because <laughs> American jokes about Germans are always like, oh, the shit's a hot hell, hell to pay, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, and nobody yeah. has fun. That fits um, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I had both. I experienced both. And one thing um, I remember was one year I dressed up. I was out with three or four friends of mine. I was six or seven years old, and I dressed up as a ghost, basic ghost costume, white sheet, holes for the eyes. I love it. I love it. Exactly. You love it. Bad thing about it, you don't (laughs) see that much. (laughs) You didn't cut the holes big enough? Um, I, I cut the holes big enough, but... um. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, 
I couldn't look down to my feet and see where I was walking without uh, moving the whole sheet in a way that I wouldn't see anything at all. Oh, I so see. I, al I see. always had to stare straight right ahead. Front, straight ahead, yeah. And we've been at this one um, house where they gave us um, a lot of candy. They were super kind and they even um, had baked something like... Like, like brownies or something. Oh, wow. Fresh and gave them to us. And I carried them in a kind of um, basket or something. And then this one friend of mine um, was uh, kind of leading me in one alley because um, it was super dark. And like I said, I didn't see that much. Right. And all of a sudden, the street beneath my feet disappeared and I fell and I landed super hard on the street. Now it's your turn. What do you think could have happened? From my point of view, I just walked there <laughs> and then from one point to another, I fell like two to three meters down. <laughs> oh, man. oh my God. Okay, three meters is a little bit much. Maybe one and a half to two meters, something like that. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> I would guess that you, um, that you... Spooky Halloween story, the, 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 the street disappeared. <laughs> it dissolved. I would, <laughs> I would guess that you, um, fell directly onto your basket of treats and smeared it all over your white sheet. Uh, yeah, or but, did, or did, but or did how how did this happen? How where, where how, how could I could I could I fall? Oh, how could you fall? I thought you said what happened after you fell. Oh, did you step on the sheet? No, but the thing is, I was from my point of view at this point, I was walking down the street, street, and I fell down. I didn't I didn't fall fall over on the street. I actually fell down. Oh, that's the mystery. Oh, oh that's oh, the mystery. Oh. Oh, I didn't understand that at all. I thought you just tripped on something and no, fell no. on your face. I fell down. You like, yeah, you went down like a manhole, like a sewer yeah. hole. Like imagine, imagine those videos where there's this, yeah, like there's this this, this hole and somebody doesn't watch it in a cartoon and he falls down. Just like, Phew. yeah. Did you fall down a manhole? No. Thank God. I oh, what did you? How did you fall? What happened? What was it? Okay, the thing is, um, I said this. This one friend of mine was was kind of guiding me. And he thought it was funny um, because it went around a corner and after the corner, the street went um, downwards. And we, I was walking on the sidewalk, but the sidewalk ended there. And around the corner where the, the street went down the hill, there was a wall on the right side that stayed on the same level as the sidewalk on the street we've been before. I see. Sidewalk ends, road goes down. Road goes down. So from the sidewalk wall, to the road, there's a gap. Yeah, there. exactly. And this and this um, this wall is the same height as the road on the one side, but the street goes down, so the wall gets higher somehow. And <laughs> he led me st straight from the sidewalk to this wall, and I was walking on this wall, which is not that that wide, like maybe one foot or two feet wide. And um, I fell off that wall. 
but it was so scary because I thought I was walking on the street. <laughs> Plus, all of these um, freshly baked brownies or whatever it was were totally destroyed. <laughs> oh no! I don't so they, remember. Everything, everything just flew out, and you fell on your ass yeah. and I destroyed I, your candy. I don't remember if I hurt myself, but it could I mean, not probably. Have been, I mean, probably you hit yeah, but a little c- bit, but could have not have been that bad. Probably mostly it was just the the shock of the unknown, right? Yeah. Like, and that what's is, going on? And that is this this one Halloween memory I have. Besides the ha- Halloween parties at your place, we've had some pretty but, good parties, but those came later. Yeah, those came later. It was funny. I remember when I first came um, to when I first came to Munich. So you know, no one really partied Halloween too much, or I didn't know. I didn't know about any Halloween parties really other than like some kind of costume things at some dance clubs or whatever. Um, but like house parties, like a good Halloween house party. I couldn't really yeah. find any or I didn't really know anybody yet. So, you know, what we did was we just organized um, like with the, with the few friends and the fam, you know, we just uh, made our own. And the first couple of them well, at least the first one or two were pretty weak. I mean, it was a nice effort. And of course the food is always great. All these like cool handmade, you know, haunted foods, like the finger yeah, yeah. sausages and the the cake with the spider webs and the pumpkin with the, like the vomit dip and stuff. Like it's really cool stuff. We've always had that as like a reputation, like this, this cool, not reputation, but like as a tradition, that's <laughs> what I mean. That's what I mean. The tradition. That's a reputation. Dude, like, the parties suck, but the food's always awesome. <laughs> the The tradition is that the food is always really cool, in, in my opinion. And uh, so we had that, but we just didn't have, I don't know, the first couple of years, we just had, I don't know, a handful of people. I think the, the very first one we had was at, um, uh, I guess, I don't know if it, no, I think no one really knows like who who if I if I say Maria and Daniel, you know who they are, but no one really yeah. listening is. But yeah, it's just like some friends and they um they had you know, a lot of their friends over who never really partied Halloween before and you know, they're used to like you said, the costumes were all very serious, very bloody, very gory, which is which can be cool, but it almost kind of misses that fun aspect. Yeah. You know? And um yeah, the party was just very very dry. People just didn't get like the point of it. Then finally, uh, you know, like four years later, four parties later, we had this most recent one, uh, the most la- the last October b- before COVID. And man, that party ripped. And I was not there. And you weren't there, man. I was so upset that you couldn't be there for like an hour. Because yeah, it was you were not. So you were cool. you were not the only one. Tony already got a costume. Oh, and I was sick. <laughs> Oh man, it was great. It was like, uh, it was the most crowded one that we had and a lot of cool people uh, and good friends showed up. And I think somewhere around like midnight or one, the whole house was just full, which was the most, which is the most we ever had followed up for a Halloween party. And then, you know, usually after like one o'clock or so, a few people start dipping out. And then I think we still had, uh, I think we still had some some lively drinkers until maybe like four or something. So that's it was yeah, good turnout in my opinion. No one's sleeping in the bathtub. No. <laughs> that's no. a reputation. That's that a, is a no. reputation. Now that's a <laughs> reputation. <laughs> 
Yeah, you haven't done that in a while. It's, you know, next time after COVID, <laughs> when we can party again, we'll have to get you back in the mood for that. Yeah, I thought about maybe recording um, one um, one podcast episode where we also Zoom or have a video chat and each one is lying in his bathtub. I'd be down for that. Yeah, but <laughs> filled with water, etc. and all the nice stuff, bath bombs, whatever you could think of. But I can be naked while we do this, what you're saying. Um, yes, this is, this is no video podcast, so you could be. But I just want you to see. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> fine. We could, Jordan, our, our, <laughs> our podcast could um, create an OnlyFans account. Oh, yeah. By the way, while, while you're talking about this, I um, can see people having sex from my window here. No, you cannot. <laughs> yes, can I can. Can you really? <laughs> I just looked up because I'm, I'm sitting at a, at a desk uh, right at the, in front of the window. What do you see? What what exactly do you see? How do you know for sure? <laughs> um, do you so just see like a butt going up and down in the I window? I see a butt and the <laughs> male and the male back, and um, movements and motion that that would insinuate that that sex. would that that would not um, fit any form of other sports or whatever. <laughs> And yeah, but you don't. But you don't see the other person. Not really. Um, and I, I don't not sure if I should um, look that way any longer. It's super inappropriate. No, but um, <laughs> maybe it's also someone masturbating. He says as he continues to stare endlessly. <laughs> ah, now, the, now the lights are off. Okay, now they get it. Now they get win, it. Win, like win, win, win situation. They get yeah. that they are pretty on visible an international podcast. <laughs> they're like with let's, they're like let's be risky for like a second and then they switch <laughs> to back off oh my god oh i thought of a i thought of a crazy uh question um i thought a, a good would you rather that i think i forgot to ask you last time or maybe i did ask you in which case we don't have to do it but um would you rather um you have to watch i think i asked you this would you rather se- watch yeah, the sex go. tape one? Yeah, yeah. You asked me. Ah, okay, I did ask you that one. Okay. You did ask me that one. That was a few months ago, but I forgot about that one. Oh, you know, I also wanted to say, because, you know, like we talked about um, two or three episodes ago that our mothers listened to this. And my, after the last last episode, the solo episode, my mom sent me this extremely sweet uh, text Ooh. and this and the same with Moritz. I wanted to uh, give her a little shout out, especially if she's listening to this one. So, mom, if you're listening, um, this message that you sent to me means a lot to me, and I wanted to give you a little um, a little shout out on the show and say thank you. Um, this one is, it, of course, is pretty personal, but I just wanted to brush up on a few things she said. Um, she basically. In, in general says that, um, you know, through the podcast, she's learned, she's learned how, how hard it is, like, you know, doing music and like getting everything from the paper to the tour. Mm-hmm. And she said that through the podcast, she's been able to under, actually understand that and to see that side of my world that she maybe didn't get mm-hmm. before this. And she said that, um, Thursdays are her favorite day of the week and that we should keep up the great work. And she loves getting to know, getting to know me more through the show and, and you as well. And, um, 
it was a really, really sweet message. And I just wanted to say, thanks, mom. <laughs> That's super sweet. It was so sweet, man. I, I really, I teared up when she sent it because it was so, it was like the perfect moment. Uh, it came out on Thursday last week. And I think it was something like Thursday evening. She had already listened to it when she got up. That's crazy. She, she gets up pretty early. Yeah. So I think, it, you know, it came out like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. our time. And so I guess she heard it like 7 a.m. her time. Yeah, which is and, around uh, early afternoon here. Yeah, something like that. So I think it was maybe like six or o'clock or so that she wrote me and she had already listened to it. And it was so nice because, yeah, I don't know. It's nice because it's really sweet. Yeah, totally. And I'm glad that, that we are, I'm glad that we're, you know, what, you know, whether it's friends or whether it's family or whether it's newcomers, I'm really glad that this show means something to somebody. Yeah, this is, this is something that, um, I love about it because um, we both know, and I think we're we're being pretty um, honest about this. This is not a show um, thousands of people listen to. Totally not. But we still for sure not. <laughs> love to do it because I think it's kind of um, therapeutic for both of us. And yeah. we love the fact that there are at least... I don't know, four to five people who have such a strong commitment. I had a phone call um, with my mom today as well. And I sent her um, the photo of Moritz's letter um, as well. And she also found it super nice and, um, and told me, yes, yeah, she could not have um, phrased that better. <laughs> and that she, she, al she also feels the way like... like um, You described your mom like she could have me in her in her living room or when she's with her once a week because yeah. I am I'm I'm not um, on a regular basis in At her home. daily life. Um, yeah, and Moritz, who's such a big fan and and so sweet and and um, send us his letter, and I think that's something that that means very much to me and that's why i think we always find the energy and the the passion to do this weekly even if our schedules kill us and there might only be half an hour <clears throat> within seven days where there's a possibility to do this and yeah. it's still such great fun and i think we or no i know we can keep on this kind of track And only get better. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, and I thought, um, I thought just now, because you know, when we were on vacation uh, a couple of months ago, we had this great like, um, like catch up um, episode um, where we had played some clips from some of our favorite guests and had them tell us what they've been up to. And I thought, I think I can make it work here just quickly um, to see if maybe if, if Basti would answer a phone for like one minute and just give us a little heads up about what he's been up to. I could just try and put it here to the mic and maybe it doesn't sound too bad. I hope you don't hate that idea <laughs> since, you're, since you're mixing this later, but uh, maybe we could just give it a little try and see if he... 
Hey, Basti, I am currently recording Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, and I don't think you're going to be able to hear Mo, but if he does say something, I'll tell you what he says because you're on my microphone. But we would just wanted to, to say hi and ask you um, what you've been up to, and if you have a second, maybe, um, you know, how things are for you in Lisbon right now. We just wanted to catch up with you. <laughs> really? Ooh. Um, I'm good. Um, I'm currently working. So it's not perfect timing, but it's okay. <laughs> if it's a, if it's bad time, we can always uh, we can always no, 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 just no, talk no. about I'm it. I'm working. I'm about to finish here, and um, I'm good. I just arrived yesterday, and um, it's sunny and warm, much more than Munich. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, you were and just you, here. You were just here in in Munich for a little while, right? And what's the temperature like back in Lisbon now? Uh, I don't know about the temperature, but it's mild and sunny. So when I left Munich, it was windy, rainy, and cold. So I would <laughs> say that's that's a plus. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like the consistent the consistent weather here right now. I think <laughs> like as soon as it turned like September one, it was going to be thirteen degrees, windy, cloudy, and rainy every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, what are you talking about? Uh, well, we were just talking about, um, I don't know, a few a few different things. I wanted to ask you something, um, actually, if you ever celebrated Halloween as a kid when you were growing up in Germany at all. No, not at all. So there was no, there was never any, any inkling of like tr- any, anything at all re- remotely close to that. Um, I would say when we went to school that they would maybe happen Halloween parties or something, but like children's parties, I mean, maybe very young adolescents. I don't know. How do you call when you're like 14 or something? So you would make like Halloween parties or something Halloween themed, but not as a tradition, like in America that you would go around and ask for candy or something that happened all later. I would say. Do you remember your first Halloween experience? Hmm. You know, I don't think I really had a Halloween experience. My sister's birthday is on the 31st, so whenever there was a party, I would celebrate with her. So unless she would make a Halloween-themed thing, I did not, never really party Halloween. I mean, your Halloween parties are legendary, but there's either my sister or my friend Lisa, who has birthday on, on the 1st of November. So I was always in that situation that I could never celebrate Halloween with you. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you never, you never got to make it to. Oh, that's yeah. nice that you say legendary, which is funny because you haven't been there. <laughs> oh, I've heard so much about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's super nice. Well, we just, we just wanted to, to say hi, and we were just, I was just thinking about you, and um, it's really cool to hear from you, and I hope that you're doing well, and the artsy fartsy family wishes you all the very best. Yeah, you know what? I, I was thinking the other day. I was thinking about it. I mean, you have so many episodes already. Is it like thirty-eight? Uh, you are my friend on episode 40. Oh, okay. Wow. So congrats to that. So I was wondering, you know, like I'm in Lisbon now for two years. So I guess my experience and, and everything would be so different in, in the future or maybe in a year or something from, from when we talked the first time, because that's when I just left Munich to go to Lisbon. So I think from some people, maybe it would make sense to, to, to interview them again. I'm not like, I'm not asking to, to get on the show again, but I think if it's still about like immigrants and artsy farts immigrants, and if that's still the hot topic, then sometimes it maybe makes sense to, 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 
to get in touch again and, 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 and compare the experiences after two years or something. We would love to just do that. Say. Like Mo was just saying in my ear that we would love to have you officially on the show again. Mm. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Then let's plan that. We'll have another episode that's dedicated to like a, a, a full conversation with you. Okay, great. So have fun. Don't drink too much. I saw a bottle of gin on Instagram, so. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be right. <laughs> cool. All so right, buddy. to 40 episodes and have fun and say hi to Mo. Will do. Yeah, he hears you. All right, buddy. Have a good evening. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's always really nice. Nice. You could have given him the Would You Rather with the sex tape, but you missed out on that one. I know. It was just it was just quick timing because I, I felt like he was kind of rushed. I think he was working. and But we will do that when we get him on the in. show again. That's yeah. something I wanted to yeah. talk um, about before you um, uh, grab your phone and uh, call Basti, which was a great idea, that I think we could get people again for... For whole um, episodes for a catch-up. Um, yeah, absolutely. And talk to them again, because just like he mentioned, things change. And especially when you move to a, to a foreign country, you might have totally... I guess even if you move, um, move cities within a country you speak the language of, or your, your home country, whatever, um, you change. You change, the people around you change, your impressions change. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'd be great to have him back on because, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's been, has it been a year? More than a year since we spoke More to him? than a year. I, he was the second guest. So that must have oh, been... Oh, wow, right, yeah. So that must have been in July 2019. 19. Damn. Yeah, it's it's overdue to have an update from Busty for sure. Yeah. And maybe we could even try and get one with uh, Vivi because that's also been a long time. Yes, sir. Just to see, because things have—I mean, things have changed with you know how she is handling her visa, what her what her future is now that there's been COVID in America and she hasn't been able to go home in a year. So that would be a really cool thing to catch up on for sure. I think we have got plenty to talk about for the next few weeks. Um, yes, but I sadly think not for today because I have to call it roundabout That's here. Fine. That's cool. That's cool for me. But um, um, I hope for the very best and um, and for the very best test um, outcome. <laughs> yes, uh, tell tell Tony that I said um, you know all the best luck and I really hope that everything works out okay. Yeah, and hope to see you soon again in person. Um, Maybe we could have Ben on the show so he brings the switch sometimes. <laughs> and he's also an artsy fartsy. Now he's not really an artsy. He's not, yeah, I mean, he's technically an immigrant, but he doesn't work in a creative. Yeah, field. but maybe, let's, maybe we could bend some rules. Let's, you let, know? Let, let's, hey, we, we, could, we could bend some rules. Uh, 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 uh. No, but I think that should not be an issue because let's be honest, this podcast is called Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. And 50% of the hosts have never migrated anywhere in their entire life. <laughs> so I think it should, oh, yeah. <laughs> it should not be such a big deal if we get um, Ben, especially when he brings the switch. You know, I think, I, think he'd actually, I think he actually would be great to have on the show if we bent that rule because he is a great conversationalist. And I think he has a lot of 
interesting opinions. And you know, if we talked about politics with him, uh, it may not be the, I don't know if it's the right idea. It could be a great idea because he's actually really... And he's experienced really, really some informed. quite cool stuff. I mean, he works for the British consulate, which is pretty cool. I think he'd have a lot of interesting insider information. So I think we should do that. And we should drink that gin once again. Biggest shout out to Moritz Binder. Thanks yes. a lot. And thank you for another nice conversation. And Man. here next week. Man, it was my pleasure. Um, yeah, big shout out to Moritz Binder and my mom. I love you guys. And um, and to Basti, we're going to get you on a proper episode soon. And Mo, let's meet up soon and talk about a possible big Halloween special. And we got to get that mom special locked down. Yes, sir. And, yes, and then maybe sir. on the next episode, we can even talk about the possibilities of a new podcast. So um, with all that in mind... So I guess we'll just hang up here, or should we stop recording as we hang up the call? We can oh. just uh, stop the recording and then... Stop the recording first. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please go to Spotify or Deezer or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. Please give us a nice like or a rating or a comment or something or share it with your friends or even please just tell a friend by word of mouth. You'd be so surprised how far that helps new people find shows like ours. Please and thank you very much. And if you Bye. have uh, any, any oh. information, yeah, go ahead. No, no. I, 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 I if you have any jump. information, if you want to get in touch <laughs> yeah. with us, just... DM us over Instagram at rc40immigrants or send us an email to podcast at m945.de. Beautifully said. All right, guys, let Van Morrison lay us out. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.